This Beef Market Update podcast is brought to you by UFA, your herd care specialists. UFA believes better herd care means better herd health. Visit ufa.com for everything you need to care for your livestock. It's now time for the Beef Market Update with Ann Wasco of the Gateway Livestock Exchange. Ann, how are you doing today on this Friday? I am good today, Sean. That is awesome. That's good. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's uh, dive in here. <laughs> Uh, there, there's some stuff happening. I wish that many of our listeners uh, would agree with me. I wish that wasn't the case. What's happening on the cash side here? We're kind of under some pressure, are we not? Yeah, it's been a tough go here really since markets peaked back in September. And so now that we're in December, it's feeling long in the tooth. But we ran the market up so much in the first half of this year. I guess um, we're, we're, we're certainly paying the price, if you will, today. But markets again this week were down in terms of fat cattle markets on both sides of the border. So let's start uh, in the U.S., in the south, uh, Texas, Kansas, 170 to 171. That's three to four lower than last week. And a bit of trade dressed up in Nebraska, 267 to 272 delivered dressed, and that's three to six lower than last week. So pressure there. Same thing when you go back to Western Canada, pretty quiet, not a pile of volume in terms of cash trade. There was a little bit of business at 224. That's Canadian, obviously, FLB, the feedlot and some at 376 delivered um, on a dress basis. So that that's going to be also a lower trend than what we would have seen last week in, in Western Canada. And I guess it, it goes back to, if you follow it through to the wholesale market, that choice cutout, a really disappointing week um, as we finish off. Last night, it closed, uh, the choice cutout closed uh, just a squeak under 290. So that's nine bucks lower than last week, a really disappointing trend. Um, we didn't have you know any kind of much of a follow through in terms of post uh, thanks U.S. Thanksgiving buy and that's showing up in the marketplace. So kind of all the way around, uh, kind of a week we just assume be done with. So does we take that information and then apply it to what we're seeing from a demand perspective? Does is it creating some caution and some some worry in the market that? We've got some demand issues here for the first quarter of 2024 ahead. Yeah, and I think that's been, you know, two of the things that came out of that bearish on, on feed report back in on October the 1st. Um, and then uh, as well as, you know, a disappointing cutout pointing to some demand struggle. So I think both of those things are kind of, uh, there's, it's part of its supply and part of its demand, but both of them are, are causing some some concerns. And I think... And, and don't forget, Sean, when we talk about retail prices, you know, there's, it's a it's a bit of a lag. So, for example, if, let's maybe just circle around to this one. StatsCan did release um, retail meat prices uh, for October here in Canada. And prices are certainly on the beef side well off of what they were last month, but they're still high. So, for example, in... Um, in October, beef prices, this is a national retail average from StatsCan, uh, we're up 10, still up 10% from last year. So that's what our consumers are seeing compared to last year. But, Sean, that price is down 12% from September. And looking back, July, August, and September, were all over $22 a kg for our average price on, on a variety of cuts. And we were down this past in October to 1963. So maybe some relief coming, but, you know, maybe consumers have already said, hmm, too high. I'm going to switch to something else, especially when pork, you know, is uh, same price as last year, but still well below last 
um, last month as well. Yeah, you, you got to think that probably there's some fingers crossed on the beef side that we do start to see some interest rates cuts in 24 to really help alleviate some of that affordability pressure that will really kind of yeah. maybe spark some people to, hey, let's barbecue some beef again, right? I, I think that's one yeah. of the things running happening in the background from a from a wish perspective. Uh, uh, let's talk about, uh, I think you wanted to talk about also bread cattle prices. Yeah, a couple of things. So um, on just to kind of finish off, we're gonna we're getting close to the end of 23. It does look like Canada's cow kill is going to end up pretty close to 10% larger than last year. So uh, remember, our herd gets smaller. So when we kill more, yeah, that's pretty obvious what's going on there in terms of uh, overall a smaller cow herd, which we'll talk about next year. But I, I do think for those, you know, that were you know, maybe forced to, call a few more cows than they were hoping. It is showing up with some, you know, the bread cattle sales that we are seeing in Western Canada are showing up with some good prices on the good quality um, bread stock. Um, so for those buyers that are looking, that have the feed, have the wherewithal, you know, are looking to replace that market is, is certainly stronger than we've seen in many years. Mm. It, yeah. It's, uh, it seems like we've been talking about this for a while, <laughs> for a while. <laughs> Unfortunately. Okay. Uh, live cattle exports. What stats can say in there? Yeah, lots. We had a big month in October. All the classes of exports were up. And again, I think it just shows you we had, you know, our, our supply was up and we saw more cattle, you know, moving south and north. It's kind of funny, both directions, but well, let's, let's go through the categories. Fed cattle exports in October are up 14%. Year to date, they're up 11 and we're sending about 290,000 head for the year in the 10 months slaughter cows in october we did export more cows 14 uh, percent more like the fat cattle but year to date we're still down 17 packers in canada have worked hard to keep the cows here to process here uh, but we had such a big number coming to town in october they went both directions so about 120,000 cows have been exported so far this year feeder cattle we did see a big jump in october about three times what we did last year but last year was tiny uh, Year-to-date, we're still down about 25%. 111,000 feeder cattle have gone south. And we got to, of course, talk about both. When you talk about feeder cattle, feeder cattle imports, they were down a wee bit in October, or they're expected to be down a wee bit, but we're still up 9% year-to-date, and it's sitting at about 245,000 head of feeders coming north. So quick math, we're obviously still a net importer of feeder cattle for 10 months in October so far in, in 2023. Yeah, and, and the the other piece of that too, I'll, because right now there's a lot of focus on the U.S. trade deficit. Uh, Canada, you know, strong purchaser of, of U.S. beef, period, and, and, and always has been. So there, there's a lot of trade going both ways. You just can't focus on one number and uh, jump to conclusions. Exactly, yeah. They're a they're customer and we're in their top... Uh, top tier in terms of their biggest customers for beef. Yeah, back to the argument of the integrated market uh, for sure. Okay, and have yourself a great weekend and uh, we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Okay, thanks, Sean. Talk soon. This episode of the Beef Market Update podcast was brought to you by UFA. Check out their flyer at ufa.com for deals on what you need to care for your herd and more.